Hey everyone, welcome to the Love Monday podcast. Glad you could join me again today. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast and I hope you have subscribed. And if you haven't, please do. And if you have, or you're just listening for the first time, please go out and rate it. I would love to get feedback on how this is sitting for you. We do this every week. It comes every Monday. There's been, I think, one exception to that where it came out on a Tuesday, but it comes every Monday. So I hope you'll join me. Now, we talk all about how you can love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason. Today, we're going to talk about how you can love Friday just like Monday, but for a different reason. Yes, you heard that right. Loving Friday just like Monday, but for a different reason. And you're probably thinking, that's crazy talk. Why would I not love Friday? And why would I love it just like Monday? If I'm going to love Friday just like Monday, that means I'm going to hate Friday too. Well, not exactly. Let's say, for example, for instance, that you actually love Monday already. And if you don't love Monday yet, this podcast, this episode's not going to be for you, really. I mean, if, you, if you've been listening to this and you still don't love Monday... I'm going to send you back to listen to some old episodes because you're not getting it. Just kidding. But if you want to listen to the old episodes, feel free to do that. But what I'm going to tell you today is this. There are people who love Monday already. And I have a friend, a very close friend, who says, I love Monday. And she's been telling me this for years. You know, when I talked about my stuff, she's like, you're preaching to the choir. I love Monday. It's like my favorite day of the week. And I've never really poked away at that before to, to say, well, because she, she actually loves Monday more than Friday. And that's probably bizarro to you. You're thinking, how could anybody do that? Well, it's like this. She loves her job so much. She feels like she... So I, po- I did poke at her about this. So, so I asked her, why, why do you love your... Why do you love Mondays so much? And she said, well, I love my work. I love, I feel like I'm doing my life's mission. I've, and she's in her zone of genius. She has peak experiences all day long. And if you don't know what zone of genius is and peak experiences, then I will send you back to listen to old episodes because this is all the lingo that you're going to need to know as you go forward in this podcast. But she is truly in her zone of genius. And so I've, I've heard her say that, and we, but I, I haven't really poked about the Friday thing. Because I just assumed she loved Friday too, but she has told me I love Monday more than Friday. So anyway, I, this recently I did poke away at her on this one, and I said, well, what about Friday then? Do you love Monday more than Friday, really? And what's wrong with Friday? And she then opened up a little bit, and she said, well, things aren't really great at home all the time. And so to some extent, I mean, while I love my job, to some extent, it's a little bit of a break and a relief and a release from the weekend. I dread the weekend a little bit because it's always a little bit tense and things aren't going well all the time. And so do you have that? Do you have that situation where maybe you don't love Monday, but maybe you don't love Friday either? And maybe Friday's better in comparison to Monday, but Friday, you've got all these other things that are going on that maybe are kind of dread. You have a lot of responsibilities. And, and, and though you have this image of what Friday should be, it's not that great. And sometimes it's not that great because you have situations going on at home that aren't that great. So let's talk about that today. 
And I hate Monday too. So I think this episode is a little bit for everybody, but I'm going to delve into something a little bit different. I mean, how many ways can I tell you that you're making the Michael Jordan mistake? and trying to be good at everything. Or you're making the Marty McFly mistake and fixating on your weaknesses. Or you're making the Bruce Jenner mistake and trying to be something you're not. Or you're making the horrible boss's mistake and having a horrible, horrible boss and keeping them. How many ways can I tell you that, really? And I'm going to, I'm gonna to continue to tell you that and give you more stories about how you can stop making those four mistakes and also play to your strengths and do a lot of great things to help you love Monday. But I've also discovered there have been times in my life when things weren't great at home and it was hard. You know, there's just a lot of responsibilities, maybe some relationship issues, whatever. But you know what? We can conquer those too. And there's been something I've been discovering over the last year and a half. Um, and it's, it works really great for me. I built this to help me in relationships, like in romantic relationships, because I kept messing them up. And, and I mean, I know it's not all me all the time, um, but I, ha I had to really start. To, and I came up with this framework that was just for me because I was tired of having stress around relationships, turmoil all the time, and feeling like I wasn't measuring up or I wasn't doing everything I could do to make that relationship. And so I got some prof professional help to understand a little bit more about things like attachment styles. If you don't know about that, um, maybe we'll talk about that in some of these episodes too. Because loving Monday just like Friday is, is, it presupposes that you love Friday. And if you don't, we need to work on that too. So we need to have those conversations. So anyway, I came up with this framework. I, I was in therapy. <laughs> My counselor was helping me through some of the things because she's known me for eight or nine years and so she's she knows all about me and so when I really started to dig into this because this wasn't something I'd gotten into too much she pointed out to me some very common things I kept repeatedly doing and I was thinking no I'm not I don't I don't do that I mean, these are different people that I'm in relationships with every time so anyway I came up with this framework I, I was in therapy <laughs> my counselor was helping me through some of the things because she's known me for eight or nine years and so she's she knows all about me and so when I really started to dig into this because this wasn't something I'd gotten into too much she pointed out to me some very common things I kept repeatedly doing and I was thinking no I'm not I don't I don't do that I mean these are different people that I'm in relationships with every time and she'd say well no they're a lot alike honestly and I'm, and I'm like no they're not but she finally boiled it down to some of the basic things, and that's what we were talking about. So I said, what do I do? What am I doing? And she pointed out to me that I, I choose a certain type of person for relationships over and over again who, are, who have the same kind of attachment style. And again, I'm not going into details on that because I'm not an expert, other than I'm an expert in mine. <laughs> and, and so it's been, it was very enlightening. So I said, well, how do I avoid doing that? And she gave me some pointers and some tips. And then I took that, and then I built this framework I keep alluding to to help me understand what I need in a relationship so that I can feel secure and safe and all of the things that, that make a relationship great. And, and, and as I've talked to other people, I am now fully aware just how many poor relationships are out there. 
And as I've talked about this framework, more people, more and more people say to me, wow, that's, that's brilliant. I think that could work for me too. And, and I'm not trying to be a, a relationship advisor, but I'm going to share some stuff that helped me because this whole concept about loving Friday, just like Monday came up for me recently. And so this framework I call the seven bridges of a solid relationship. And again, it was just for me. It was just to give me something so that I could stop making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And so the first one, um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of working around this one. It, this one was, you know, basic attraction. You need to be basically attracted to the other person. And that may seem like a given, but it's not really. Not always, because we, are, we have these social norms and things that we learn and conformities that we go through where sometimes you end up in a relationship and you don't really feel like you chose that person. You might be in a relationship where... You know, maybe they chose you and you, you have a tendency to choose back when somebody chooses you, but you didn't really choose them. Um, so, so basic attraction, you need to have autonomy of choice in who you're going to be with. Now, if you're already in this relationship, I'm not trying to break relationships up based on this, but this was me looking for success in re- future relationships. So I'm looking at that. And so that was number one. Number two is a bias for solid communication. And that's the one we're going to talk about today, really. And then number three was um, availability. Now, people talk about emotional availability, but I've also had issues with proximate availability. Like, does my partner have time for me? Do they make me a priority? And that has been pretty basic, you would think, but it's not always there. So that's number three. Number four is a safe haven and a secure base safe haven where I can come and talk about anything and we can actually communicate and have a conversation about it. I've been in relationships where we cannot do that. And no matter how hard I try, my partner was not willing to actually talk to me about some of these hard things. And that's, that's just where they were. They, they didn't feel safe with me either. But so that's, that's the number four of the, of the seven bridges is safe haven and a secure base. When that secure base is about once we, are, we feel safe with each other and our relationship is strong enough, we have this secure base we can come back to. So even if we go and do our own things, we have our own interests and we go different ways throughout the day or the week or whatever, we can come back because we always know we have the secure base to return to. So that's number four. Number five, I won't go into this so much, but it's sexual compatibility because, you know, that's a big deal. Number six is intimacy, which is knowing deeply and being deeply known. And then number seven is where I will then say, okay, we cross those other six bridges. I am committed into this relationship and I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to use the L word and say, you know, I love you. But really, I'm not willing to do that before I know whether we're going to cross these first six bridges. And that is a difference for me. This framework that I built was a a different approach for me because I tended in the past to, if somebody was attracted to me, I got attracted to them. And they chose me, so I chose them back. And we were off on a bad on a bad foundation all, this, all, all at once right there. But I'm already choosing them, and I'm already committing to myself just because there's this basic attraction. But then I find out the communication is horrible, and we can't communicate. And without communication, you can't have that safe haven ever. You'll never get there. And then 
emotional availability and and making me a priority if those aren't there so the problem is i would get the cart before the horse and sort of fall in love and not have those other bridges that we'd cross so again this was all just for me but now as i kind of roll it out to other people in conversations they're like can you send me that can you send me your google doc about the seven bridges and so i do and people are actually finding it very successful. Now, these bridges might occur in different orders for you. This, this, this order I've just laid out is the order for me. And you may have different things altogether. But what I'm finding when I talk to people who don't love Friday as much as they do love Monday, or they hate Monday and they hate Friday too, it's usually there's some problem at home. And a lot of that has to do with relationships. And a lot of that has to do with communication and basic communication. And communication between partners can be very tricky. So today we're going to talk about communication, the bridge number two, um, because I think this applies widely. And one of the things I've found in my relationships, and there's, I think there are some kind of patriarchal reasons for this, um, which I'm not proud of, but um, it's, it seems to be the case, but I'm not going to go into that detail. But what I find is when there's a failure to communicate, like we have an argument or I get in a heightened level of emotion, I tend to stop listening and I tend to worry about my emotions and I tend to bring my emotions into it. So if my partner comes to me and says, look, I'm, th this thing's come up and I'm I want to talk, talk to you about this and all of a sudden now I get defensive and I'm feeling emotional. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And so then I stop listening to what she's got to tell me. And I start arguing. And I start saying, well, there's this and this and this. Because I'm in this heightened state of emotion. What I find is a good way to keep that from happening is to have empathy with curiosity. Now, if you listen to this podcast a few weeks ago, I had Ron Thurston on, who's the author of Retail Pride. And he talks about empathy and curiosity being some of the pillars of success in, in retail management. Well, I'm finding it's those are two of the pillars of success in any sort of human interaction. Empathy with curiosity, because if if I can have empathy, show empathy, and I can I can listen to my partner completely till she has told me everything that she has to tell me about this thing that yeah, I might be getting emotional about, but I need to kind of shut up and listen. And as if I listen with curiosity, which means I'm going to start asking some questions. Well, tell me more about this. So you're saying this happened, or I did this, or whatever, and we're experiencing this, however she phrases it to me. Tell me more about that, and tell me how that makes you feel. Because probably I don't get it. I don't understand, and that's why she's bringing it to me, but I shut her down because I get all emotional, and then I get defensive, and then I say, take care of my emotions. Let's, let's, let's work on my emotions before we take care of yours. And so that is a basic pillar of communication, of good communication. So if you're having trouble at home, let's look at that. Think of the last time you had an argument or your partner came to you with something and you got triggered and you got in your emotional backup, and you're back on your heels, and you're feeling maybe even attacked. And maybe he or she is not attacking you, but you feel that way. And so when you feel that way, you go into defense mode, and you're going to fight this, or you're going to run. It's fight or flight stuff again. And what do you do with that? So think of a specific time when, you, when that's happened to you recently, where you got all emotional in a conversation with your significant other. What happened? Did you fight? 
Did you fly? Did you take off? Or did you work it out? I'm finding that most people don't work it out. They fight or they flee. One of the two. And I have had this problem in the past for myself. Now, I am, because I'm starting to discover this, I don't do it as much anymore, but I still fall into that trap sometime. And it happened recently, about two weeks ago, with my partner. She brought up something that, again, got me in an emotional state. And we'd already talked about this. We've been through this. And she said, based on our upbringing and this role we have, her in the female role feels like she has to take care of my feelings. And me in the male role feel like I need her to take care of my feelings. And it's, so I get in this way. So I get this, my, my emotions up again. And then I'm like, I start fighting a little bit. I start pushing back. And she's just trying to tell me how she feels about this situation. And she did a very good thing. She said, you need to stop. You need to put your emotions on hold until I can tell you how I'm feeling about this. And at first I thought, you can't tell me how to feel about my emotions or when to stop them. But then I remembered what I was doing. And as we talked about this, we talked about it a little bit more. Well, she, she continued with what she had to say. And I thought, okay, now I need to get curious. I need to, it's okay. My emotions are going to be what they are. And I can bring that up after she gets everything out that she wants to tell me. And I'm curious about it. Well, as we went through this and I got more and more curious about it, what she was telling me actually soothed my emotions. I didn't even have to go into those emotions. If I just stopped, listened with empathy and curiosity, by the time we were all done, then she said to me, now tell me about how you're feeling. And I said, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. I am not emotional about this anymore. What you just took me through helped resolve all those concerns I was having. So rather than get all emotional, get all defensive, come out guns a-blazing, I just listened and with curiosity. And by the time we got through all that, I'd asked all my questions and I didn't have any more concerns. (laughs) They'd all been resolved. We avoided a big conflict and maybe what a lot of people experience of fleeing the scene or fighting back when you get to an impasse and then somebody gives, capitulates or gives in or whatever and you get what I call a bowling ball in the closet. You got this closet full of these bowling balls. You get in these argument situations and maybe you don't resolve it so you just have this bowling ball called resentment and you stick it in the closet and and then you close the door and you never resolve these conflicts and so you stick another bowling ball in the closet bowling ball after bowling ball and you're thinking that door's pretty strong it can hold 2000 bowling balls well it can't eventually that that door pops open and all those bowling balls of resentment bounce out on onto your feet smashing your toes and you got this big mess and there's no way you can do anything with those bowling balls, but leave them out there and either deal with them or give up on that relationship. So today's message, and this is a little bit shorter podcast, is about communication. How do you communicate? So if, you're, if you don't love Friday like you do Monday, or if you hate Monday and you still hate Friday too because you're having maybe some relationship issues, think about how you're communicating. Do you go into fight or flight mode and then do you fight or do you flee? And if you do that, that's okay, but do you ever resolve it? Do you ever come to the end of it? And if you don't, I'm going to give you this combination of things to try. Use empathy 
with curiosity. Let your partner say what they have to say and just listen. Just shut up and listen and ask questions like, how do you feel? Not, do you know how this makes me feel? But ask questions about them, how they're feeling, why the, why, how this is impacting them, why it's impacting them. Get to the end of all of the, the root cause of why they're feeling the way they do, and I bet you aren't going to have a, an emotional reaction to that. So hopefully this helps. We're going to talk about Loving Friday just like Monday for the next few episodes. I'm going to, I'm going to break through some of these seven bridges of real, solid relationships um, and explain them a little bit because maybe it'll help you love Friday just like Monday, but for a different reason. Hey, thanks for joining me today. If you haven't subscribed, go out and subscribe. Come on. This is fun. This is a fun podcast. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that you're getting something out of this. And now we've shifted away from work and we're going to shift away from work for the next two or three episodes as we talk through some of these things that might help you at home to love Friday, just like Monday, but for a different reason. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 